0: Hello and welcome to A Video Game Odyssey, I'm your host Fergus Pearson and today I'll be reviewing Pokemon Red, Pokemon Blue and Pokemon Yellow. But before we get to that, let's get a brief synopsis of the game. Released in 1999 on the Game Boy, Pokemon Red, Blue and Yellow are monster based Japanese RPGs and originators of the multimedia franchise known as Pokemon. Each of these three coloured editions of the game are essentially the same at their core, but with minor alterations. Red and Blue each have a handful of exclusive Pokemon, whilst Yellow, released a year later, is inspired by the first season of the Pokemon anime having the protagonist acquire Pikachu at the beginning of the game and being able to train all three of the original starter Pokemon during the opening few hours of the game. Other alterations to Pokemon Yellow include redrawn coloured sprites and slight changes to Pokemon availability across the whole game. Progressing through the main game will likely take around 30 hours. Contemplating the original Pokemon games often leads to one of two outcomes. Either a recollection of Pokemon as craze and its synergy of games, anime and trading cards, or as a feature list, noting all the user friendly additions, shortcuts and increased depth built into the core game along the years that, in turn, makes old Pokemon games difficult to revisit. However, as anyone who has revisited Kanto onerously levelled up a Magikarp into a Gyarados, or walk a sleeping Snorlax will attest, the first generation of Pokemon games are still worth playing on their own merit. True, breeding, double battles and Eevee and Ivy training aren't present here, neither are features that make battling itself more complex, such as a greater variety of Pokemon types, dual types, Pokemon natures, hidden abilities and a more comprehensive move pool. However the essence of the game still shines brightly. Building a diverse team of 6 Pokemon requires thought and experimentation. Statistically stronger Pokemon are neglected in favour of ones that either complement the team better, or for Pokemon with whom the player has developed a bond with. New areas lead not only to further story developments, but also a greater variety of wild Pokemon waiting to be tamed. Meanwhile, gym battles act as both markers of progression, and provide a sneak peek into what sorts of Pokemon the player could encounter in the wild later in the game. Admittedly, gym battles on the overly simplistic side as they specialise in a single elemental type. All it takes to overcome a gym leader is to counteract that element with its opposite, for example using a water Pokemon in a fire gym. Yet what Pokemon lacks the complexity, it makes up for in variety. Gym types are dished out in such a way to encourage the player never settle with the same few Pokemon, as that water Pokemon will have little use in an electric gym. Similarly, the means of catching and training these Pokémon are equally varied. Many Pokémon can only be caught with a fishing rod, whilst others must be stalked in the Savonry Zone, or traded with non-playable characters. A docile Caterpie evolves into a Butterfree within an hour of training, yet a Clefairy won't evolve without a specific item, and Dratini takes more than half the game's length before it reaches its final evolution. This need for variety, a fluid party, and shifting tactics is also necessitated in one of the most abrasive and yet overlooked features of Pokemon Red, Blue and Yellow, the emphasis on caves. Around every 5 hours or so, the player must pass through a cave to continue progress. These caves are rife with hidden items, dead ends, trainer battles and alternate routes. They represent a test of endurance, putting the players party through their paces as they crawl through the near identical sequence of tunnels, unsure of whether to march on in hopes of their Pokemon don't faint, or alternatively, turn tail and run back to the Pokemon centre. These sections of the game are purposefully arduous, scrutinising the players team and the ability to micromanage item and move usage. Their only genuine shortcoming being that the rock and ground focused nature of the Pokemon that often dwell in these caves greatly favours the player train, water and grass Pokemon. In fact, this imbalance can also be witnessed in many other aspects of the game's design. Psychic Pokemon are grossly overpowered, there are no catchable fire types in the game's first half, and due to the fact that most moves miss their target at least 10% of the time, accuracy reducing moves such as sand attack, can all too quickly debilitate the opposing team. Add to this victory road the main game's final cave, whose labyrinthian design, sheer length, and misjudged leap in difficulty can see some of the game's lustre soured, and we are left with some rough edges that are not addressed in the conversations of nostalgia or absent features. What Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow excel at, though, is what every preceding mainline Pokemon release excels at a bevy of uniquely designed and likeable creatures, a grand sense of adventure and the ability to endlessly plan what 6 Pokemon you want to finish the game with, but the accessibility to experiment and have those plans altered or rehashed entirely. Most importantly though, the fact that any of the 150 Pokemon you can encounter in the world could, with enough patience and training, be your next viable team member is a thrilling prospect. The original Pokémon games are many things. They contain more than a few imbalances, and the crude interface does not allow the player to view a description of a move's power or accuracy. Red, Blue, and Yellow are also the progenitors of social gaming, asking the player trade Pokémon to complete the Pokédex, and allowing trainers to battle one another over a link cable or in the 3DS re-release via Wi-Fi. However, above all else, Pokémon Red, Blue, and Yellow are a joy to play. The unique monster raising mechanic is conducive to replayability and facilitates the need for conversations with fellow trainers over what Pokemon to raise next. The whole experience is founded on connectivity, connecting fellow trainers to one another and connecting the player with their Pokemon, both as individuals and as an ever evolving team. Talk of the original Pokemon games may be obsessed with nostalgia fueled anecdotes, or comparing the minutiae of each of the series' main instalments, but ultimately, When red, blue and yellow are stripped of their past, they can still be appreciated and enjoyed on their own terms. Pokemon Red, Blue and Yellow get a 7 out of 10. A 7 represents a game I would highly recommend to hardcore fans of the genre or series, I would also recommend this game to general fans of the genre or series. This has been Fergus Pearson for A Video Game Odyssey, thank you very much for listening and I hope to see you next time.